0: The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective.
1: This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network
2: podcasts, visit Red5Network.com.
3: Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking.
2: Dive in with code WinGeeks 15 to save 15% off your first order at Toink.com. Crisis for the geek kind.
0: Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part
1: And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike. Hey, Derek, you, you know what? Hey, <laughs> fine, be that way. Um, you and I are part of a show with another franchise called Wookiee Radio, which covers Star Wars, right? Never heard of it. All right. But have you heard of Space Wars Quest for Deep Star?
5: None that I've heard of.
1: Well, we have writer director Garo Sedian Sedian yeah. his wife ja- um Anahit Anahit Sedian yeah. we have Rachel Smith Tyler Gallant Joe N- Netter you got it <laughs> Sarah French I, that was yes. easy one Hello <laughs> and someone who was on the show before you Derek and hasn't been on in a lo- almost 10 years <laughs> And that's a little chuckle there from Sadie Katz, who we had back on in episode 93. Wow. Really go back into the archives. Uh, Uh,
5: Are you sure you got everybody
1: there? I got Rachel. I got Sadie. I got
5: Jackie Mm -hmm. and
1: Garo and Tyler and Joe and Sarah. Almost said Jim. Sorry. That's why I was double checking my notes.
5: Um, Sounds like we're doing a kid show right now don't know what show a kids show
1: it's the space <laughs> War Spot. Show?
5: <laughs> yeah there we go
1: so um we we'll start with you garo how <laughs> how did this film come about this project come about
6: well it's it's uh it, you know i wanted to do a space movie for a while i actually wrote a science fiction screenplay um While I was working at Lionsgate as an editor, I was I edit movie trailers. That's my main occupation. And I had a science fiction movie I wrote that I had been wanting to do for a while. And um, I ended up actually doing a different movie. Instead, it was a killer robot movie called Automation. And uh, both Sadie and Sarah were in that movie. And uh, so was Anahit. And, uh, you know, that the film was considered pretty good. And, you know, we had a nice little release with that one. And um, then when COVID happened, because the film came out around uh, at the end of 2019, then there was the whole COVID thing. And Anahit and I were kind of sitting around just trying to think of something new to do. And we wanted to do another movie. And uh, we remembered how You know, much fun. It was working with Sarah on the the last film. And Sarah had been doing all these crazy workout videos. Like she was she and Tyler there were they were both doing these like military military like workouts in the time. And I thought, gee, maybe we could get Sarah to be sort of an action hero in our next one. And uh, there was this guy, uh, Jeff Miller wonderful producer who was a big fan of automation he wanted to do uh, another science he wanted to do a science fiction movie with me and i, I had been doing trailers with him and um i uh, th- this was the project we developed for him because he had a he he knew michael Pere and he was going to get us michael Pere and
1: uh
6: sarah was going to play peray's daughter and the whole thing just kind of grew from there
1: awesome well i i know because we were given the heads up for show that Rachel's got something else coming up that's a little bit more important than us tonight so she's only going to be on for a little bit as, as she's blushing and laughing and big old smile grin. Rachel, how did you become oh, a huh?
5: I was gonna say, does that mean we direct all our questions at
1: her right now? I, I say we get them all in as quickly as we can before before she mm-hmm. says, right. "Screw you guys, I'm going home." <laughs>
2: oh, and
5: look, I
6: should mention just one more thing too. So when I met with Sarah about doing this project, her boyfriend Joe is an awesome writer, and I knew that. So I knew I couldn't write this script myself in the amount of time I had at the thing. So you know, I asked him if you know, asked her if he'd want to be involved in you know writing the script. And she was like, "Yes." So you know, I talked to Joe. Joe was totally involved. So Joe and I developed the story, and then Joe oh, wrote.
1: It. So we'll get back to Joe here in a second. Rachel, how did you get involved in the project?
4: Um, so actually, Tyler got cast first, and we had the same agent, and she pitched me to Garrow, and I just. I guess, happened to fit this role that they were looking for. And it was also a role that I was so excited about and the kind of roles that I was looking for because I have a gymnastics and dance and martial arts background. And so I'm also always looking to play kind of action hero, badass female characters. And so when this came along, it was just perfect timing. And the script was so awesome. You know, major props to Joe. Um, And I just fell in love with it when I read it. So I was like, yes, sign me up.
1: That, that answer is part of another question I was going to ask. Did you have any fight or martial arts background? Uh, yeah, quite a
4: bit. I, yeah, I grew up a really competitive gymnast and then I saw a movie that changed my life and I was like, I want to act. I want to do that. What films did for me, I wanted to be that for other people. And so um, that got me into acting and dancing, but then that also led into breakdancing and martial arts. And so uh, anytime I can do cool fight scenes, I think one of the coolest things about this movie is I mean, it's everything, but especially the really awesome fight scenes in there and especially me and uh, Sarah's character have a really awesome like girl on girl fight scene, which is was one of the most fun scenes I felt in the film.
5: Well, I'm a little disappointed to find out now that uh, you didn't put any breakdancing in the fight scene. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> there was not room for
5: that.
6: It was funny, too. Her agent showed, showed me a video of her. Like, you should see this girl. And showed me a picture and then played this video. And it was just her and another girl just beating the crap out of each other at Comic-Con. It was like a, a stage fight <laughs> that just broke out there. I'm like, this is awesome. You know?
4: mm-hmm.
1: So that, so that really wasn't an audition piece. You, were, you and this other girl were after the same Funko Pop.
4: I mean, I guess it was, you know, and that was such a on the spot. Actually, I was at a Comic-Con with another film that I have coming out called Alien Country. And we made that up on the set. You know, just I love creating content all the time. And so I was like, yeah, let's do a fun fight scene. And we made it up in front of everybody. And it was it was pretty hilarious. But um, nothing, nothing like what is in the movie. So.
1: So going back to joe what what inspiration did you have for coming up with uh, a lot of the script and plot idea um i know you, you had to go off garrows uh outline a little bit um so yeah where are you was, gonna go from was, there
0: uh Gatto had a a solid story idea that him and i went back and forth on um and then he just let me run wild um in particular i was raised by a single mom and then and my grandma and i have three daughters so i love writing roles for women strong roles so i'm proud of the fact that you know all the women in this movie definitely kick ass they're (laughs) not taking the back seat to anybody um had a good sense of what he wanted uh and that makes it easy it's it was just my job to to flesh out the characters and push the through line through. Um, I mean, he loves that 80s sci-fi space adventure, and I do too. So we were very much new, you know, Star Crash, Battle Beyond the Stars. That was kind of what we are looking at. We, we just really wanted it to have be fun and keep moving. You know, we wanted it to be a true space adventure. Um, it, it's always easy to write for Sarah, you know, because if I don't write well for her, I mm-hmm. sleep on the
5: couch, and that's problematic. I have a bad back, and, and the couch is, is a problem. So.
3: He's very useful.
5: From the looks of it, she could do some real damage to
0: you. She is. It's it's you know it's a challenge, but uh, <laughs> um, it was just super cool. I think to get an opportunity to play in this world. And I come from more of a horror background, so doing something different was super cool for me. I mean, who doesn't love this space space adventure stuff? Sarah's really found a love for it through oh, this I movie. Oh, I love
3: it, um, and I want more.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I will say
1: uh, when when the folks at October Coast pitched y'all's project to us, I'm like, yeah, let, let's, let's take this on because it, it had been a while. We we had done a lot of horror, we'd done a lot of western, we hadn't done a space film in quite some time. So it, it was it was really nice to have something a little different and get that. It that palate, palate cleanse a little bit. So absolutely love this film.
5: I don't think, we, I don't think we've done a space movie since um, our it, friend Neil. Yeah, uh, Neil Johnson. Yes. Wow, I'm familiar with him. Yeah, yeah. He,
6: yeah, oh. he did. Um, he did a few. There were there's this, two movies he did where there's like a sequel to it, and some of the same characters are in yeah. it or whatever. Starship yep. lighting and yeah,
5: great yep. special effects in those movies. Yep. He's a yeah. He's a friend of a uh, of ours, friend of the podcast, and uh, we haven't had him on in a little while. Yeah, uh, And you reach out
1: to him about getting him and Tracy on. Hmm. Um, now, Sadie, is it okay to mention the, the life changing event that's happened recently? What happened with you? <laughs> What you mean, you were, yes.
7: Yeah. Uh, yes, it's so crazy. Seven months old. I'm doing it all over again.
1: <laughs> so my question actually, yeah. yeah, you you took on this role before you got pregnant, or yes. were you? Okay.
7: No, I was actually. I think. When, when did we shoot this? I, I know.
1: October, I, late
6: October of uh, 2021.
7: Yeah, so I had just done this, and then I did The Beast Inside, like, after. But I had actually just got down to, like, my goal weight. So, you know. Um, Saying The
1: the Beast Inside, that's that's a cruel thing to say about your baby. Oh, wait, the movie, The Beast Inside.
5: Right? Yeah. Well, I don't know, Mike. You and I have never been pregnant, so... We can't really, you know, sure. we can't it's really fun. say what that's like, but you, it's you know, I maybe mean, it is.
7: It's very fun. Um, you know, when Garo mentioned about doing this movie, because I did automation with him and, and Sarah, and uh, he was so, I was so stoked because it is true. You do want something like to cleanse your palate. You go, you know what? Wi Fi is really fun. There, there's something. You, in on a heat are just too nice of people. And so their movies are so damn nice, it's nice <laughs> to do something that feels good and has a nice message. And, you know, there, there's something good about that. You can feel it. So maybe they were good luck for me. And now, now I have a little, a little terror running around
5: almost. <laughs> give it a, give it a, <laughs> you had a <laughs> lot of fun playing that character too.
7: Oh my God! Isn't she fun? I love her. Yeah. yeah, she's. It's like to play a villain is really fun, but to play a villain where you just get to like free fall and go for it on another level is really great. And Michael Pray is the perfect. He's he's so great to play off of because of, he's like
1: Han Solo. It's great. I, I, he's great, love- not like
7: Darth Vader, and he's was my own Solo.
1: Yeah, I, I loved the interaction you had with your son in the <laughs> film too. I was like
8: that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that,
6: that part we just wanted to keep him on the set with us, so we we ended up giving him a part.
8: <laughs> he was he was so excited. Mom and dad were doing another movie. He was like, "Can I do something, please?" <laughs> So I coached him just a little bit, threw him in there, and he did pretty good. <laughs>
1: and then killed him off. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went out guns blazing though.
2: Yeah. He did. He did.
7: <laughs> he's so perfect. Hunter is the cute he's so cute and he's so perfect. And he already had like that perfect nervousness. He's so cute.
5: I
1: love
7: him. I'm gonna keep him. Sorry guys. <laughs> I need a babysitter anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My daughter's thirteen. Will, will she work?
7: Yes. Send her over. I
1: in. You gonna take care of the plane ticket? I mean, no. Yes. <laughs> <She> <laughs> um, in
7: the in LA.
1: Yeah. So Tyler, how did you get involved in this? I would ask Sarah, but that's a that's a known question at this point. Known answer at this point. Yeah. No.
2: I. I got involved with this. Um, I've worked with Joe and Sarah many times. Um, and, uh, you know, Sarah and I were, you know, training a lot, as as Gatto had said. And um, through that, um, Sarah and Gatto had uh, brought up that they were doing this action adventure movie, this uh, space movie, and, and uh, they both thought that um, I could do something cool in it. So I'm grateful for the opportunity and uh, I'm very excited for the film. No. You, you know that part was written
6: for you too, Tyler. <laughs> we
2: we were already thinking yeah, of you. Uh, we were writing it. <laughs> well, you know, I was. You know, we were also lucky. You know, Joe is a fantastic writer, and um, you know, I got lucky that Joe had written for me before, and um, you know, Joe knew me well, and and was able to, you know, as always, write something. But this time, honestly, I mean, Wade is. One of the, my favorite characters I've ever played, and um, it's just uh, just a lot of fun.
5: <laughs> I like, um, I especially like about his character that he went through a couple of different changes, and um, I'm not. I'm trying not to really spoil anything, but um, sure. he kind of kept you guessing about his character, about who he yeah. was, and.
1: It's so like you, you start to sympathize. Yeah. You, you you start off hating him, then you start to sympathize with him, and you're almost right back hating him again.
2: <laughs> um, he was a very
4: layered yeah. character.
2: Yeah, and I like and I like yeah. How, um, yeah.
6: Oh, go ahead, Gato. No, no, I was just going to say, we, we, we deli- you know, we kind of kept him sort of in the background a bit and slowly pushed him further and further to the front of the, of the film, you know. And it was, again, it was like a way of sort of layering the movie and keeping things interesting, you know.
1: So only to be fair, even though I joke saying we, we, we kind of know the answer, but Sarah, how did you get involved with this project?
3: Well, like I was saying, um, I worked with him on automation and we got along very well. We worked very well together and we remained friends after the shoot and became better friends over time. And I was shooting a film in Vegas and God wrote me and he's like, hey, um, I want to run something by you. Let's you know, meet up for drinks after your shoot. And I was like, okay. And so we met up and he's like, so I saw some of your workout videos and I didn't know you could do all that crazy stuff. <laughs> was like, yeah, I go pretty hardcore. I don't mess around. Um, <laughs> and then he basically said, you know, how would you like to play an action hero in a space adventure film? And I was like, well, when do I start? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and then I, I got the gig simply from sleeping with the actress yeah.
5: <laughs> is that supposed to be the other way around
0: yeah <laughs>
1: well it's supposed to be the other way around but i'm
0: i'm dyslexic so i got it backwards lucky, lucky me. me so, so if, if it's
1: normally the green room incident this is what the, the dark room incident
0: if we do green backwards, it would be the NERG incident, okay. which that sounds works. sci-fi. I work. sounds sci-fi
1: for sure. Hey, that
3: makes sure,
1: sense. sure. And NERG, we'll put that in the next one. We'll start a new trend, a new hashtag. Yes. Um, I derailed myself. <laughs> that was fast. First time we've done that. It's not the first time. And Sadie knows it's not the first time I've done that either.
3: I just wanted to say that, you know, it was really great seeing Gatto back in the director's chair again, because he's so passionate about filmmaking. He's so passionate about the sci-fi adventure genre, and you can really see it shine through in this film. And so it was really great to be a part of all that. And it was, you know, we all got along so well, and there was a lot of love that went into this film. It was really just a great experience all around. And I'm so grateful it's coming out soon. And we got a limited theatrical release. And speaking
1: awesome. That's pretty cool. The movie comes out Tuesday, the 18th. Uh, The the 21st. uh,
6: 21st. uh, It's coming out on the 21st. It'll be for like two weeks in the theaters. And then uh, May 2nd, it's going to be on VOD. And then uh, May 9th on DVD. And actually out there in Florida, it's uh, going to be playing at the uh, Miami sci-fi uh, international film festival. Okay. Uh, I think
1: it's like 30th. Okay. Yeah. That's a little south of me. Yeah. Three hours. south. I have to bring oh. it to Orlando. <laughs>
2: That'd
1: be great. Um, so Sadie, your character, El Nora, where did you go for the inspiration for her? I mean, cause we know there's so many different sci-fi villains out there. Uh, who did, who did you draw off? Uh, or Elnora?
7: Well, you know what's really great is our wardrobe girl. um, Please tell me your last name, Joanna.
6: (laughs) Joanna Heckman.
7: Joanna Heckman, sorry. Joanna Heckman. Uh, She gave me this the wardrobe was so cool and the idea behind it Garo said he's you know when you're when you're like sculpting a villain you kind of you're right you go like who is this like or what kind of style and he said you know you're like a female Darth Vader and I kept hearing like don 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 then you know with the costume which I, I freaking just loved that whole look um I I really just kept I love Darth Vader so much I think there's something like really sexy and I and fun and there's like um, I I kind of thought of that and honestly I thought a little bit I grew up the very first thing I ever was on was Big Bad Beetleborgs and oh
5: wow, oh, wow. yeah yeah
7: and I kind of like because I'm not super, you know. I my husband loves like st- the old Star Trek, so I know that, and I love the old Star Wars. I kind of thought that the script had this like core sweetness, and it did remind me of like Power Rangers or Big Bad Beetleborgs, and I just thought that there was something fun about like being over the top, like you know. my My husband said. Chew up the scenery in this, and as a compliment, and I love that because I—that's one thing that's really fun about this script—is everyone has such different characters, so. It's nice because there's like a real balancing act to it. You know, there's right. heart and there's, you know, Tyler's character without giving anything away is different than someone else. Sarah's like our, our sweetness, but he is funny. So I don't know. I felt like this villain, I got to really camp it up.
1: It, is it wrong to say I also felt there was a little witchy poo essence yeah. in there? Oh, my God.
7: Yeah, it feels like that. I Especially there's something like a cauldron in, in the whole thing. And I, I know this is going to make me sound really ridiculous, but I always start with the nails. You know, they normally say start with the shoes, but I, I always am like, what kind of manicure does my character have? And I loved her because I knew that she was like red, pointy, sharp nails.
5: <laughs> now, what's interesting to me is... I also was getting a little bit of um from the Power Rangers. Um the old the, the original the villain um Rita. Oh, Rita Repulsa. Yeah. I was getting a little of that, too. A little feeling of that, too.
7: Yeah, I love her. I love the Power Rangers. That was such a great show. And our DP actually was on the Power Rangers, so oh, wow. you know. I think oh, we no, have great. Like Michael Sue. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And there's a the sweetness to space wars that the Power Rangers had, too. Like I think it gives it like staying power.
5: I also for me, it also felt a little like um the old Buck Rogers show, which I used to love.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a yeah. little bit of everything Buck Rogers, the old, uh, the original Battlestar Galactica. Uh, oh, we
7: talked about this before, Mike. That I used to work for Glenn A. Larson, that's right.
1: Yes, yeah, yes.
7: yeah. So, you know, Battlestar Galactica, Buck Rogers. Yeah. Oh, wow! So, and yeah, this definitely felt
1: like that. Um, and of course, you, you mentioned ahead of time, uh, or earlier, uh, Little Battle Beyond the Stars, which mm-hmm. loved, um, I. I just got done watching another sci fi film from, from the 80s. Uh, if I remember the exact name, Slave Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity. Oh, yeah. I one. Oh. And, and, and I sensed a little bit of that in this as well. That film was like the most dangerous game, if I remember right. Yeah. Except there was yeah. Other, yeah. yeah. Um, is there a chance? This can turn into a trilogy, maybe.
6: That's the whole. That's that's what we want to do. That's our goal.
1: I'm up for that.
7: Yeah. And, and, true. and again, it would be, it would be
6: individual adventures, you know, think Sinbad, you know, like a okay. Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Some each one's a new adventure with the same oh, yeah. hero
1: oh, yeah. quest, you know? And, and the cool thing is, unlike George Lucas, who, when he killed off Darth Vader, Darth Vader was dead. You introduced this idea of essence. So Elnora could come back. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Thanks Mike. <laughs> That's what I keep saying too. <laughs> No spoiler.
6: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I think I think Hunter comes back as his character too, but with a, an additional eye. Is there, there was something wrong? Something wrong with the with the essence processing.
6: We, we have a, a del- um, an extended scene on the deleted scenes of the DVD where you You'll see more of out. that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Where, you, where you see the end result. We played that. with
8: that idea. Yeah, okay.
5: where they bring so, back Hunter's ashes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> can,
8: you, can you
5: scrape someone's essence off of uh, a ship? <laughs> Joe, what do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's if there's enough of it,
6: sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's the DNA. Well said.
1: Oh. Well, and it is in deep space, so the essence would be frozen in, in space. It's yeah. so yeah. easy to collect as well.
0: And it's also 900 years in the future, so we can pretty much just do we anything we can do
2: whatever
1: we want. are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. working on really bringing it cool. back,
2: Sadie.
6: It's that you can do anything you want with it, sort of joy that's in the whole thing, you know, and at yeah. times characters talk about other places and things and, you know, and I love building that kind of world, you know, where it's like, you know, you're you're focusing on certain a certain group of adventurers and bad guys on a specific thing, but we made sure to make it feel like there is a much bigger universe out there in this movie, and you know there's endless possibilities for things and characters coming from slave colonies or you know uh, criminal moons and you know all this stuff,
1: you know so I gotta ask Joe where in your personal life did the character Manx come from
3: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we all love Manx yeah Yeah. the
0: the, the interesting thing is uh, Gatto had wanted me to play a character of like a, a tough space guy because he saw another movie I was in which I won't mention uh, and I'm not—I'm not an actor. I'm a terrible actor, he hates it. and I hate it. So I just didn't want to do it. But I have uh, a friend, Jed Rowan, uh, who I thought would be perfect to put in there as kind of like a, a Drax character, okay. but like a, an even more idiotic Drax <laughs> that does everything wrong, and he's kind of just a, the glutton for punishment, and he he, he pontificates and. Um, so it was just that fun. I mean, in in most cases in all these movies, you're gonna have that one alien character that's part of the crew. And uh, you know, we didn't have the ability to create a full, you know, alien this time. So we thought, well, Space Barbarian should work. And, and Jed on his own is is alien like.
1: <laughs> See now now I'm curious to know what movie you're referring to because I didn't ah. think you, I didn't think you were too bad in Hanukkah. <laughs>
0: That's the movie I was referring to. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, I just I think He's I'm. Playing playing playing. The I thought that was he, was, he was good,
6: wasn't he? <laughs> I, enjoyed
3: I enjoyed it. Yeah. You, I, I, that, that one was
6: easy. Was I
0: just have to not say anything and look like an asshole. <laughs> I can do uh, that. Very easy.
2: And You're I'll one. tell
1: you, I wouldn't I wouldn't have come across that film if I didn't know Sadie had had done that film. Wow. Because <laughs> just like. I'm not saying I stalk or or we stalk. Oh, you know, we we've developed a friendship. Don't say we. Okay, Derek stalks. Um, All right, fine. We we we've developed a, a great friendship with uh, various guests that we've had on the show, and you know, Sadie followed her career and we chatted off and on. Tried to get you back. Many times in the past, didn't realize it's going to take almost ten years to get you back. But it's okay; things happen. It was a lot. We won't wait
2: wait that long.
7: Yeah. But actually, Joe is great in Hawkeye. I thought he was.
0: Yeah. Well, I am. I'm, I'm. I'm. brilliant. I'm not going to deny how just amazing. And I came into that day of. I was a replacement for the actor that was supposed to play the part. That's true. Um. So I had no time for it. But, but. Uh, I had fun with it, you know, it's Sid Hags and Dick Miller's last movie, so that was yeah. wonderful, I, yeah. Sid was a friend of mine for years, so, um, you know, I wasn't saying I didn't want to bring it up because of, uh, shame, it's more, you know, I, I just would, you know, thought let's discuss Space Wars
5: and not the big killer Jew.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, um. You know what, Mike? I think that gives me um I'm gonna put that on my list for uh, me and Chris to do on Keepers of the Fringe for the next holiday season.
1: Oh, Hanukkah? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good one.
5: <laughs> I do I do a uh, another podcast with one of my friends where we we uh, review fringe movies and uh, you know, come December, we like to do holiday related movies, so that'll be a good one, I think.
1: yeah, I'm trying to remember when Hanukkah is this year. It's earlier, um, earlier. December. Or- uh, maybe. Oh man. Uh,
0: five minutes about Hanukkah. That's <laughs> no, all
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> you only
3: remembered my character. <laughs> oh, my God. oh God, you know what, Sarah?
7: You, you were so good that I don't remember. It's about all of you. so good. You were. <laughs> We all just played bitches. That was the the deal.
3: <laughs> yeah, we, we all were.
1: <laughs> Hanukkah, Hanukkah starts this year. Uh, first night is December 7th. Mm-hmm. So well, we got
6: just a couple days before Star Wars Day,
1: so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was a great time. Well,
3: and I, I just want to throw out there that, you know, that was another reason why this film was so much fun to do, because we've all worked together in numerous months of projects throughout the years. So we all pretty much knew each other. It was like a very family, you know, feeling on set. Yeah. So and we were all comfortable with each other. And, you know,
0: And you, you need that on, yeah. on the low budget stuff, especially something like this, which, you know, when Gatto pitched me the idea, I, I my first thought was he's insane. Like on a low budget to do a movie like yeah. this—that's insanity. But I had seen automation and I knew what he could do, and I—I I just, I just trusted him that that the CGI elements were going to be great, mm-hmm. um, and you know he delivered. So, but the movie only works because of everybody involved, from the yeah. crew to the actors. Hundred percent. Given it they're all understanding what it is, supporting one another, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know because they're they're long days on set, especially on an indie film like this so it was uh, it was super cool I mean we just all knew how to work with each other the newer people we brought in um, like Rachel just fit very yeah. well mm-hmm. um, everybody just got it she has it, such a
3: great attitude
0: and also, it's just awesome. it's so rare that you get to work on something where everything just kind of works and, and when that happens it's beautiful because yeah. you know a lot of the times everything's just kind of there's good moments but there's stressful moments and there's moments that are just awful awesome. And on this one, it was just a joy from beginning
5: to end. So,
1: Sarah, what was yes. it like working with, with Michael on set? I mean, I mean Eddie on set. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael.
3: <laughs> Michael was awesome. He had such a great attitude. He was so invested into his character. He, I mean, there were, we had a lot of downtime some of the days. And he just, he was so cool. He was just, you know, hanging around. And we he was you know great reading lines with um the father-daughter duo for us worked out very well and it felt very natural and I remember you know when there was downtime I was still calling him dad in between takes and things like that because I wanted to keep it natural and real as possible and it just felt right I think even to this day I still call him dad yeah. No. I'm, I'm,
0: was I'm completely fine with her calling him daddy I'm not calling him daddy I just don't allow her
5: to call him daddy That's a whole concerned? different podcast right there
1: were you, were you ever concerned that as you're talking to him He would just disappear and vanish from front of, Wait, sorry, that's Philadelphia Experiment Oh, oh yeah I love, I love that jokes. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dad, I'm, a, I'm allowed
7: dad jokes, dad jokes Oh yeah
2: <laughs> he, he, he,
7: Michael's he, a he, total he asshole. asshole. <laughs> he, it, he threw fits. He walked out of his trailer. He ruined things. He's a big drug addict. Very bad. Yeah, he's, I, a I, I mean, he he's a rock star. He's A rock
3: star. I called him asshole in between takes, so I did keep it. So Michael was great. He's such a professional, and you know, I can't wait to create
8: more with him in the future. Huh? He was awesome. He ran pages and pages like it was nothing. Yeah. He was great.
6: And he gave us the emo you know, it's funny you mentioned the Philadelphia experiment. I remember that movie has a very emotional sort of climax, I remember, and I thought it was really powerful. And and he gave us those kind of moments in this thing. It was just it was awesome. I yeah.
8: mean he was totally committed and I appreciate that. Yeah. For a low budget film, he did really well. Yeah,
6: he was crying and you know, it was it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, it felt very real, you know his scenes with Sarah in the beginning were wonderful, but
0: there's a certain point where then his scenes end up taking place with Jackie played by Anna heat. Yes. And those were equally as fantastic. Um, Anna heat was one of my favorite people to write for having seen automation. To me, she stood out in that as just being a phenomenal actress. So I I knew that was a character that that was going to be fun to write. And I knew exactly what I thought she'd bring to it and, She's, the, she's the, the heart and the life of the story mm-hmm. that, that propels
8: everything. And just so you know, I didn't know Joe before we started the project. I met him for lunch. He met me one time, and then he wrote Jackie for me. Yeah. So it was, I'm so, and how many actresses can say, oh, I, well, Sarah, obviously, because Joe writes for you all the time. I, I've never had anybody write specifically for me, and that was just beautiful for me. I loved it.
5: That's a great character too. Yeah, yeah. I liked I liked her story arc. It was yeah. it was it was something different.
7: Do you think yeah. they should end up together? Like I when you know you don't get to know the whole movie, and I'm watching the movie at, at the premiere, and I'm like, I
8: want them to be together. <laughs> I was like waiting for a final kiss or something. <laughs> this this one is about you know him and his wife and trying to get their family back together. But That's what sequels are. For.
7: You guys had some real. Sorry, Gar, you had some real <laughs> history. Don't I saw
3: You guys had like a
2: little. We might follow through
6: on that through the you know the storylines of the you know if we get if we get to do more movies.
8: Lord willing, we'll get a good response. You know, and we'll get more financing, and we'll be able to do it better.
6: Bigger and, and better. Bigger and better. Yep. And big, You know, and that was also the bigger and better thinking was something also that was big in this film, because with automation, I knew we made a pretty good, tidy movie. But, you know, I knew I wanted my next film to be just a bigger and better movie. I mean, you know, and this one we had just, you know, maybe 30 percent more financing or whatever. And uh, and uh, we actually shot it in less time. Then we did automation, so we were able to even get more on screen. And a lot of the budget, obviously, went into special effects, too. But, you know, we upped, we upped everything to try and deliver a really strong film.
1: I, I was going to say, y'all keep throwing out the term low budget. I mean, I understand that that's common for independent films. But looking at the, the effects, it, I don't never. think y'all were low budget. Well. <laughs> Hollywood firms. Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: You know, not we're, a, we're a big budget
5: film, yeah. Whatever you think it is, it was that. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't have the budget of a Marvel movie or, or something like that. You know, wow, wow! No, we, but
2: the, but we, the effect of the Marvel movie, we, we could have made about out that. The effects I were we
1: amazing, still. I, I love the ships. I, I love the space station. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm the mo I'm assuming like with the plan with the ships crashing on the planet is models and great model work. Oh,
6: it was all CG, all of that. I mean, we we had like our practical effects were more limited to things like the. Um, the aliens on that one planet when they get unmasked and uh, and when their big cave thing is trying to eat them and you sometimes see the arms coming out and grabbing at people. Th- those are practical elements, but pretty much, you know, all the main spaceships flying around and uh, creatures, they were all CG, but you know, it just does go to show how you direct that mm. and having that right kind of communication with the effects artists is really important because the effects artists, had the same sort of references that me and Joe shared, we, same movies they love when they saw this movie before they agreed to do the effects. Like we love this movie. This is like the films we grew up on, you know, uh, many of the time, like we bring up things like space 1999 for like the space, um, and like the angry red planet for planet Xeno. you know, that sequence. Um, You know, and just the way the creatures moved, you'll sometimes see CG where the characters, monsters, they just move so quick and you can't really take them in or anything. And I wanted, you know, I wanted my monsters to kind of lumber out when they came out and you'd really kind of see them and there'd be a sense of awe to it. And that's what they delivered. I mean, they totally pulled it off. It was incredible.
1: Going back to the aliens real quick before they get unmasked. I absolutely love Tyler's character, Wade. In that sequence <laughs> you know they're going oh we welcome you to the planet we're peaceful and then wade just turns around and goes yeah you know, when they ask oh, what they say oh they want to kill you <laughs> they
3: want to die. die or something right <laughs> okay <laughs> that changes things it's a cold-blooded heartless killer
6: yeah and then he finds the knife you know and uses that later i mean it's, it's cool <laughs> Yeah. And all those masks on the aliens, the space chairs, the lighting panels, you see a lot of the cool, like, you know, props and sets were created by evil Ted Smith, uh, who's worked on props, you know, in Hollywood for years. And he now does a lot of. Yeah, he easy he does amazing work. He he built the robot and automation as well.
1: I was gonna say that the chairs on Kip's ship look very familiar. I I'm not sure where I've seen those before.
6: You? They were made for this movie? Really?
1: Yes. <laughs> they, they were they, made for this movie. I have seen something similar in other films. Maybe maybe it's just a that common thought of this is what a space chair looks like.
6: I think I think that's more what it is. I mean, uh, a, what does a space a, chair look like? <laughs> Like the one it never, well, it, it, in some movies, it would look like an office chair. <laughs> but uh-huh. in this one it, <laughs> it has, yes. very
8: much Practically, though, next time we gotta put some wheels on it because I, I had an issue with. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I had to take the seat uh, before or after Michael sat into it, and he's just a little bit taller than I am. <laughs> Really, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> and I had a hard time reaching the controls and making it look believable. <laughs> because the chair was fixed. And I'm like, does this look natural?
5: <laughs>
3: it was great.
5: <laughs> that reminds me. I wanted to say nice um, nice flying. It was some good work you did there. <laughs> awesome. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It looked like it was a lot of fun. Yeah.
1: Going back to the office chair comment, I when I saw the chairs from the from Kipp's ship, I'm like, Man, I really love one of those for my computer desk. <laughs> I, really, I really would. Um that it, would be so cool to have. Um But with wheels. Oh with wheels, yeah. <laughs> I had those, so
6: it was fun pitting uh, Annaheat and Sadie kind of against each other, in our big final face battle too. Because <laughs> in automation, you know, in, in a friendlier way, the characters were a little adversarial as well. <laughs> so it's like we had two movies where Sadie and Annaheat were a little bit like
7: this on each other. <laughs> so that's how I really feel about her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
5: the truth comes that's
7: out. My favorite character in this because. It's it's a really well written, fun, kind of quirky character you don't get to see. Um, I just on a heat, I love you in this because you're so freaking cute. (laughs) Your eyeballs are do you love her eyeballs? I want her eyeballs. Like (laughs) she's so cute. I mean, I also wanted it's it's great because she's so innocent. I just as my character, I just wanted to like squash her and take all her essence. So. Well,
3: and that's the thing. Each character is very definable. Mm-hmm. and Each character has so many different levels to them. And, you know, it's just, it's such a great thing to see. They're not, you know, one tone at all.
0: And, and everybody gets a moment. I, I really like when I'm writing characters, there to be arcs for everybody mm-hmm. and they all get a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm a terrible actor I, I really appreciate good acting, so I love writing for for great actors, and it's it's always amazes me what they can do with it, because all I can do is sit there and look like an asshole, <laughs> and I'm good at that. But uh, hey,
6: we, yeah, some people have gotten bad. away with that, you know, for their whole careers. So yeah. We've been blessed on both of our movies with good performances by everyone. I still remember Anaheat was talking to me like before we undertook our first movie. She's like, we gotta have good acting. We gotta have good acting, or the whole thing is gonna fall apart. You know? And I'm like, no, nope, we we had pros and you know, both that movie and this one, you know, everyone was great. So
1: Favorite moment on set during either during filming or in the actual film. Mm-hmm. I'll start with Sarah. What?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I had a feeling someone was gonna ask this question. The way I looked at it is there's so many moments throughout the film that make it special. Um, so it's really hard to pick a favorite. But I really loved the fight sequences. Yeah. I love the physical fighting aspect of it because I've always wanted to do wanted to do a film where I was playing an ass-kicking you know, strong, empowering female and this was such a perfect role and I loved every minute of it. Um, uh, The fight scene, well, I don't want to give anything away, but Tyler and I have some stuff in the film and it was just such a blast to choreograph it and just bring it all to life and then see it on the screen when it's done, once everything's edited together, Gato, you did a great job editing the film. Um, you know, it was just awesome because it's so real, you know, just that's, that's some of my favorite stuff
0: for, for me. It's, it's not one scene. It's it's multiple. It's every time we had a new set built because the sets were always built one at a time. Yeah. Every time I we would hit that first take in a new set of the spaceship, I was like a kid in a candy store. It was just beautiful to see it all kind of coming together and. And uh, it was its just amazing. It was amazing that we pulled this off, you know, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> Cindy.
7: I, You know, they say that acting is, like, supposed to be, like, playing. And, you know, when it's really good, you're just kind of, like, it's just joyful and it feels so... Um, natural and i when i was a kid i'd always play this game called adventures and we would set up scenarios and it was exactly like this like you know i'm the evil space girl and you know um and everyone in the neighborhood would get together and we would we didn't have cameras you know then or we did but they were giant um and this felt like that when garo right when i got there he's like okay Let's do all the... You're ready for all the scenes, right? And I would no. Listen, <laughs> you know, I can't do all the scenes in, totally in a row. Like, let's take a, a space. But... In getting to do the work with, like, a lot of green screens and stuff, I really got to rely on Garo of, like, him saying, you know, and Michael Sue, our DP, going, do that line again. And, and you know, let's have more fun with it. Have more fun with it. And it did. I started to feel like like that same little kid who is like, you know, you're in this cockpit. And I, you get really excited because you get to use all the elements and So I don't know. There's just something ridiculous about doing a movie like this. You feel like a kid. So every time you look at someone, you're like, do you want to see my laser ray gun? You know, you get real nerdy really fast. um, You know, walking around with like my cape and jacket thing. And so, yeah, I, I I could geek out doing movies like this. Like, I think... I love horror, but there's something like this that it it, it turns me into a nerd girl, I guess,
3: yes.
7: more than normal. Whoa, she seconded that. <laughs> bit, yeah.
8: Oh, are you hearing my little one?
7: <laughs> <laughs> she agreed with me. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
8: one of my favorite moments is when the robot finds Sarah and Sarah's shooting at it and she's running and she's turning and shooting and the robot is counting down and he's like, Your, your non-compliance is unfortunate. That's one of my favorite moments <laughs> in the movie.
6: <laughs> that whole process, you know, that you're mentioning about the voice of the robot there. And that That's was Jim, Jim That was Jim Tasker, who was the voice of the robot in automation. That's right. And there was this one area, like once I had a cut of the movie, you know, I... I felt it still needed just a little something else, uh, not just sounds of people pushing buttons. I needed voices of the computers and stuff, you know, uh, you know, just saying stuff. So I had one of our producers, Robert Parigi, who's a really good friend. He's worked on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all these other TV shows and movies. I had him write just a bunch of uh, just techno jargon, you know, for every scene. He went through the whole movie and just came up with, you know, Awesome. Computers, yeah, computers saying this or that, or a robot saying this. All those voices you hear throughout—that was just him running, you know, just looking at the movie and its completion and figuring out what sort of things would need to be said here and there. And I did, and then I, vo- and then I got different voiceover actors to do, you know, all the lines. And then I chose which one would be which ship and which one would be, like one voice became Kip's ship, one voice became bad guy ship, and other voices were voices in Elnora's, uh, you know, uh, base and everything. So it was a lot of fun.
8: You'll notice just before Sarah's um, ship takes off as they're trying to run away from uh, Sadie's character, their voice says, your license has been revoked. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, we paid, you know, Goddard did a good job of paying attention to every little detail. He left nothing chance. He, he really layered everything to make sure that um, the viewer is in that world and is not taken out of it, you know.
6: While we were on the set, there was one day I just said to Anahit, hey, Anahit. She's like, what? Like, we're living the dream, you know. And she's like, what? I'm like, we are. We're living the dream, right? This is it, you know, because so often when you're, you know, doing these things in your life, you're always thinking about the next thing, you know, or, oh, I'm going to do this. And it's like, there's this moment I'm seeing all the work going into this and work, you know, people are in makeup chairs and running around. There's Michael Paré, you know, I watched his movies as a kid and all, you know, and we're all here together. And I'm like. This is it. We're doing it right now. We are living the dream. This is the moment. You know, it's great. And yeah, we want to do more stuff. We will. But this is incredible that we got to do this. You know,
8: it was a nice moment to kind of stop and take it in. And you're like, yeah, I mean, it's taken so long to get here. Yeah. But praise God.
1: Yeah. Oh, it, it's funny. You mentioned uh, coming up with the stuff or um, the different AIs in the film. Uh, we kind of did that. Uh, I do a, a Marvel show and we came up with a, an AI for that show based on Jarvis. Oh, okay. And we, we used a lot of the Jarvis lines for, for the person who did our, our voice acting for the character Because you know, it went from Jarvis to Friday. Friday. And then, and then for us, for, we changed it to Thursday because we record our show on Thursday. So we have Thursday instead of our Friday or Jarvis. And then we just added to... I never working.
5: caught that before. Really? Now I just figured you called it Thursday because it was already a Friday. I didn't realize you called it Thursday because you actually record on Thursday. Yeah,
1: That's how Thursday got her name. And then... Um, the show, the other show, Derek and I do, Wookie Radio. We just added a, a a droid AI for for us on that show. That one, my co-host from my Marvel show, did the voiceover for. And, and with both shows, we 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 have the infamous line from Spaceballs that we had to have
8: recorded. Hey, thank you for pressing the self destruct button. Have a nice day.
0: <laughs>
8: <I> remember that. <laughs>
0: just kidding
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah i'm in the countdown
1: <laughs> so so that, that's the two different voices
0: <laughs> well so. by by mentioning space balls i will say the manx character there was quite a bit of barf in that yeah uh, in the, that.
3: oh yeah totally i can
2: see that
1: so tyler your favorite moment see i hadn't forgotten mm-hmm. as much um, as you were hoping
2: Uh, you know, like everyone else said, there were so many great moments of that film. Um, you know, but I, I have to say, I have to agree with Sarah. I mean, Sarah and I put a lot of work into, um, you know, our, our fight choreography and all that. Um, we put a lot of work into it. We did a lot of training for it. And, uh, when we actually got to do it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think I won't give anything away, but, um, you know, the, the the one that we trained the most for uh, was an absolute blast to do. It took a long time. Um, it was really hot out. Um, <laughs> in and, the uh,
3: desert.
2: And your yeah. pants were falling. During the
3: day with the sun beating down on us.
6: It was almost enough yeah. your pants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sarah and I, I mean, for hours, we were just in the direct sunlight out in the desert and it was hot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's, you know, and I think, You know, I think Gatto also, you know, having, you know, having so many actors that are just so passionate about what they do, like everyone on this film worked so hard. Um, You know, everyone was so focused. Nobody complained about anything. I mean, everyone really pulled together and everyone worked really hard together. And, and um, you know, it's, I have to say, I mean, the the stuff that we did physically in this film uh, I thought was pretty impressive. I think it would, um, I think you could put that up to most, uh you know, most films with a lot of choreography in it. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Yeah.
6: And they all did their own stuff. We didn't have any stunt people other than the three aliens that they fight. But they you know, those were our three stunt people, but everyone did their own stunts.
3: Oh wow. I gotta say when we were training, um we trained at a few places, but we trained at uh Wolfpack Studios in Burbank and we just had this crash pad and we were just coming up with these different moves and everything and The first day we trained there, we were doing mostly falls, like learning how to fall right and and stuff like that. That, I would have to say, was the most challenging part of it. Because if you fall just like an inch, you know, wrong, like you're really going to feel it for the next week or two. And I remember, like, we were training for hours on end, and I, I couldn't move the next day.
2: <laughs>
3: <I'm> like, <okay. laughs> it's a lot so of we work.
2: Were, we were doing falls and throws. And <laughs>
3: That's right, throws. If,
2: if you do a throw wrong, not only does the person <laughs> doing the throw get messed up, but the person receiving the throw also gets messed up. So, you know, Ugh. having having us going through hours of rehearsals on this you can imagine how beat up both people get I mean, <laughs> it was just, so much
3: fun it
6: really was and to show you how dedicated these two were to the fight stuff we even did a day like even before they started training we on we had them just come over and we just oh, yeah. sat down on the couch and all we did was watch fight scenes all day from different movies <laughs> putting in a fight scene and Tyler was making notes. I think we can do that we I think we can do that
3: Yeah. We were kind of like practicing it in the living room like yeah. we do this? Do we think this was possible and we were coming up with a lot of crazy stuff and then we get we we trained to do a lot of different really cool like you know uh throws on the ground and stuff like that but we got to set and it was all just a harsh gravel. Sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. you really to have to alter a lot of these moves, <laughs> of torture,
1: but they turned out great. I'm yeah. so happy with it. <laughs> hey, hey, Derek, sounds like anyone had fun with that question. Well, or, I mean, the yeah. other, the other thing was, was you
2: know, Sarah, I mean, um, you can tell in the film, but it, I mean, Sarah is like that good of an athlete as well. Like, um, you can give her very difficult stuff, like what we did, and and Sarah learns it so fast. Um, I'm you know, too like stubborn
3: I, not to? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're telling me I can't do that. Well, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to show you how I do it and succeed at it. Even <laughs> if it takes me a while, I'm going to do it. Yeah,
7: she's.
0: I can second that. She's very stubborn. <laughs> and she's, you know, to do, and nope. she's very competitive.
3: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, our, our co-host over on Wookie Radio uh, does stunt work um, as a side job, but is also a professional hey. wrestler uh, in an in independent oh. territory in Northern Ohio um, as well. And I, I'm sure he would have been going, yeah, a lot of that looked really good. Looked like some of the stuff that they deal with when they go through their training, you know, and taking bumps and whatnot. We,
0: we just went to WrestleMania, Sarah and I mm-hmm. here in LA. Uh-huh. Like,
1: oh, wow. It was yeah.
3: awesome.
1: So jealous. <laughs> so jealous. But I've got NXT in my backyard and I, I have yep. yet to go to tapings. Mm-hmm. or go to a show.
5: Well, whose fault is it?
1: That's my fault. <laughs> but I I did go to when when Impact Wrestling was here. I used to go to tapings there and actually became good friends with a with a couple of people there. Uh Very actually cool. became friends with uh oh, really good friends with Sean Hernandez. Uh, got to meet Chavo Guerrero. Met Luke no, Rose. uh, Met Christopher Daniels. Uh, Kid Cash. Um, okay. and who else did I? Uh, James Storm. Okay. So yeah, quite a few.
0: Chavo is super super cool. He yeah. does a lot of stunt stuff now.
1: Yeah. I, I I miss Lucha Underground. That was such a great show. Um, Derek, you got any other questions? Yes, I do. Okay.
5: First, but first, I do have one statement I want to say is, um, Tyler and Sarah, yeah. Um, your big fight scene, your big one at the end there. One thing I loved about it that that was kind of subtle that you guys did was you were fighting each other and it was it was like Tyler, you were expecting of course you know where you're fighting you are you know obviously you're fighting a, a woman so you think you're gonna probably be able to beat her and stuff and then slowly don't give anything away. <laughs> no, I'm not giving anything away. I'm not gonna give anything away. I'm just gonna say slowly you start to see that. It's shes you you start and I loved how you did this Sarah because it was so subtle, but you start showing that you're a lot tougher than 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 you might think you are. That all
1: was as was seen.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say about that without spoiling anything. but my awesome. question, I have a big question for everybody. um, it's actually a two part question. So, in your own personal opinions, what is the best thing about doing a sci fi movie like this? And what is the most difficult thing about doing a sci fi movie like this? And uh, I'll um, go first. first.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, They're actually the same thing. The the best thing is oh, you're gonna create a world. The most difficult thing. Yes, yeah. you have to create a world.
5: Wow. But that's a perfect I was gonna say building a world. You know. yeah. That is actually that one hundred percent makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, yeah.
6: That's why I go to, you know, that's why I go to the movies. That's why I fell in love with movies. Films that create worlds, you know? And I would I'm the kind of guy who I not only would rent, you know, Star Wars or, you know, I'd go to those movies, but I would look for all the little low budget ones, just like you said, like Slave Girls Beyond Infinity. Yes, it's a lower budget movie, but it still creates a world. I mean, there's a whole world that the movie creates and and it's just fun when you have that. Um, I'd rather watch, you know, more of those kind of movies than, Mm. you know, based in reality because... I go to movies for escapism, right. and that's what I want. I want a yeah. pure
5: escape adventure. The 80s was so great for that, too. Yeah. There's so many good movies
1: like that back then. Late, late 70s, early 80s. Or late 70s through the 80s, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, and the thing with that is, like, you know, when it's a, a not a huge Marvel movie, um, there's so much more love that gets put into it because we don't have those huge budgets to work with. So we have to get really creative and we have to, you know, it's very character based when it comes to these kind of films, and you want to follow each character on their journey. And, you know, you want to really be along for the ride and be invested in these people and care about these people. And
2: I feel like we did a really great job with that.
5: Yeah. Yeah. definitely. Yeah, and we I, we I found that with a lot of the indie filmmakers we've been we've been interviewing. Yeah, it's, and that's one of the great things about about that. Well, is I mean, they all seem to form little families, and and and. It's great.
1: And it's funny you said, you know, you mentioned Marvel because to me, like with all the Fantastic Four films, Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, I think, was the best of the Fantastic Four films. I think Uh, so too for the exact reasons that you, you mentioned. Well, it clearly so, was made love,
6: that's for sure. Yeah. Right? And I know for a fact, like, you know, some of the people behind that, they, you know, the effects people were working for next to nothing because they just knew they were working on a Fantastic Four movie and they wanted to make a great Fantastic Four movie, even though they didn't have the resources, you know.
5: Oh, sure. How great would that be? Like, oh, I'm going to work on a Fantastic Four movie? Sign me up.
6: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
5: And then we, oh, Roger Corman movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh,
1: we actually interviewed uh, the cast and Oli Sasan oh, wow. um, on Mighty Marvel Geeks. I want to say issue 100. Yeah, 100
5: or I did to be there for that one. So, oh, he's a nice guy. He,
6: he probably remember me because uh, way, way back I worked at a commercial production company and he was, uh, I guess he was interviewing to become part of their staff or something and But we hit it off and, um, you know, we, you know, because I knew instantly he was the guy who did the Fantastic Four movie. And there were a lot of conversations about that. And I even uh, the guy who played Dr. Doom in that as well.
1: uh, Uh, Joseph Colt.
6: Yeah, Joseph Colt.
1: That was it. great. Yep.
6: He amused me, too, because he came by Lionsgate one day while I was working there. And, you know, they had this big hall, you know, and it's very echoey in the main hall. And he he did the soliloquy of the movie, like his thing, like, read. I, you know, and he did it. And he really, <laughs> it sounded just like it was not the mask. <laughs> so. Wow.
1: So, Sadie, your answer to Derek's question. Best Ooh. part, difficult part.
7: I think the best part is, like, just again the the goofiness of it it's you know it it is world building which is true but there's a there's kind of no rules and rules at the same time so you can make rules and break them and you know um that's really fun I think the difficult part is the fact that so much of that world is CGI and I have to tell you the truth like I thought Garo was completely out of his mind. I was like, it's not going to happen. It's going to look ridiculous. You know, I I don't think I'm an optimist. I would say I am a pessimist. Um, a pest, a pestilence. No, a pestilence. Uh, so I'm like, how the hell are you going to do all this? This isn't, like, what's this going to look like? So then when you finally see it, you're like, oh, that's what the hell I was fighting against. So. <laughs> You know, I I think actually Garo's imagination is better than mine. All these demons and, you know, snake creatures and things. So, you know, you hope that you're big enough or small enough for it. Um, You know, you hope it works. But, that's kind of a crazy thing. When you see the movie, he did it in automation where like they they kept adding like flying cars and things. And I thought that was so rad. I was like, there's like three flying cars. In this movie, he goes, Well, we're gonna have a lot of CGI. It was amazing. I was like, oh, it's a whole fucking plant. Oh, can I say back? <laughs> No, sorry, that's three facts. Four three facts. Um, <laughs> I'm damned. No, um, so I think that's what's really crazy about it is you're just like this there's a whole other element that is kind of a a little surprise later and it's like Garo knows what he's talking about. <laughs> 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 Right
3: there. Tyler. I'm,
7: I'm turning off my mic before I say anything
2: else. No, no. no. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, Joe's 100% right. Gatto's 100% right. But I think what makes it so difficult, especially now, is because how good the CGI is, uh, you know, with the Guardians of the Galaxies and, you know, Godzilla versus King Kong and all these, you know, mega studio movies now with incredible CGI audiences are expecting a certain look when you have CGI. And I think that that makes it so difficult now than if, you know, you were to make this film back in the 80s where it's all relative where now it's like audiences are used to the 300 million dollar CGI, you know super movies where it's like what we were able to do in this film um, if you don't hit the level that we accomplished I think in this film I think people are going to be really hard on it yeah. um, especially in this genre
1: well I, I'm going to say the, in regards to Eric's first question of the best part mm. the answer we were looking for was the end credits
2: <laughs>
1: just kidding <laughs> um Eric, any other questions? I, I, I believe or not, I am all asked out questions.
5: Um, nope, that's all I got. Did everybody get a chance to answer?
8: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with what Joe was saying initially. Anything is possible because anything is possible. How are we going to pull this off? You know, from a producer's perspective. I, I kind of know God's brain really well right now. You know, I know what's in there and I'm like, okay, do we have the budget for it though? I know anything is possible and I know what we want to pull off, but can we do it in a way where someone's not like Tyler was saying, look at it go. Um, yeah. But look at that. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cause like even with automation, I think, a lot of people didn't quite understand what Garo's vision was until they saw it, and they go, oh, you know? And I think this little movie is the same way, mm-hmm. um, but this is a mad genius right here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's got all the ideas, and he's got the vision, and we just need the money to pull it out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because I know once we have that... It, Nothing is to limit us to what we can do. You know, look what we've done with the small budget that we already have. You know, I know some people are going to poke at it and pick it apart or whatever. But if they'll just sit back and enjoy it for what it is, forget about your day, grab some popcorn, sit down and enjoy yourself without without picking it apart first. Have fun and then whatever, you know. Yeah well
1: I agree it has come to that point in the show which it's going to be a new experience for Sadie since the last time she was on we're going to flip the tables mm. and allow y'all to ask us a question Ooh, so whoever okay. would like to go first
8: I'd like to ask you what your favorite part of the movie was good question <laughs> <laughs>
1: And credits. No, just kidding. No. No, <laughs> kidding. Uh, <laughs> um I I kinda oh. like the whole whole sequence when Taylor and Jackie meet. Oh.
2: You
1: now walking by now and sudden Jackie sneezes and you know, Taylor. <laughs> bless you. <laughs> wait I, why did I say that? Yeah. um i I, I kind of I thought that was kind of humorous and I you know just definitely broke the moment at, at, for that and you no know, I, I love can't be stuck do
6: so you like the humor
1: I, I like the humor yeah <laughs> cool yeah i I, I loved how it was it was definitely it felt like a throwback to the old uh 80 you know from when i was a kid the 80s
5: 70s 80s movies yeah that's
6: exactly what
5: we were going for (laughs) i'm going to go back to what i mentioned uh previously and that is the big final fight uh between tyler and sarah's characters uh, again, I thought there was some nice subtlety in that fight between you two. And, uh, I thought it was, it was very well choreographed and, uh, the, uh, big final blow was, uh, one of my favorites.
3: Oh yeah.
5: <laughs> we rehearsed that. <laughs>
7: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so... So I have a question for Mike and Derek. Uh, uh, So if you take all the sci-fi space movies, what character do you find yourselves like relating most to? (laughs) Who are you and what's the number one, your favorite that you see yourself as?
1: In all sci-fi?
7: In all sci-fi.
1: Uh, lately, I, I've seen myself more as a mix of like Han Solo meets uh, Keenan Jarrus from Star Wars Rebels. Nice. Um, where, you know, I, I feel I like I may have been a part of the Jedi Order, but, you know, in order to survive, you know, I, I had to denounce it, but it became a, a smuggler um, to, to help things out. Um, and a lot of that comes from, uh, I got the, the honor of being part of the opening team of the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel here at Disney World, the Star Wars Hotel. Oh, and, oh my God. And, got, I, and had to uh, come up with a backstory for my character and that was part of my backstory.
7: Were you there the whole week? Did you uh, the whole week?
1: No i i was i was there about forty seven days uh, oh i was God. there during the last month of rehearsals and test cruises and then i was there uh, opening month so i i was i was working the am shift uh, and got to see the first guest come on to the, the first uh, official uh, guest yeah, on march first. Uh, step onto the star cruiser.
6: Yeah, that star cruiser is just in
0: California,
2: right? It's no, not it's one Florida. in oh, Florida. Oh, so only one in California,
6: or is it just
0: in Florida? It's oh, just, yeah, it in Florida. just in Florida. That's, That's right. Okay.
1: Yeah, the the the
2: hotel we the
1: resort, or the or the star cruiser. Right. Uh, we 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 don't we, we avoid calling it the hotel because uh, and- you're are when you get on it, you feel like you're on a cruise ship. Uh, yeah. The star cruiser is here in Florida. Uh, whereas the, the land galaxy's edge, they have both in California and, and here in Florida. I gotcha.
7: I've geeked out. And my husband and I have watched like an embarrassing amount of YouTube videos of people <laughs> on their, You know, I don't want to say their vacation, their voyage, their voyage, <laughs> right. voyage um, in ordinary adventures which is it. Yeah.
1: Peter so, and, Kita, and yeah, Kita. Yeah. So we're
7: like, we're super fans of theirs too, because they go to all the places that we're too lazy to, yeah. to go. To. So we watch their whole thing and God, I I've been having real envy Mike. That must've been so fun. Derek, uh, did you go? Know? Did you? no. Know?
1: No. It's expensive. I mean, they just they just opened it up. Uh, select dates for cast members at a cast discount, and it's still out of my pocketbook range. Mm.
5: Oh my god, way yeah. You
7: to stay in character the whole time, too, right? I mean, they yeah, say it's the, like the an exhausting do, yeah. experience. It's not like a
1: you oh, know, no. you're not
7: like chilling out at the pool. Like you've got things to do, right? Yeah,
1: there, there is no pool. There huh? is. There's no, pool? there's no pool.
7: That means no bikinis. Exactly.
5: I mean, wow. means, well, I mean, unless you that, unless that you choose to, to go with the Hutt
1: Slayer Leia outfit, <laughs> and walk around. But no, there's, there's, there's no bikini. there's no there's no pool on the Star yeah. Cruiser.
2: I, I got a question.
1: to so you guys,
6: what is your favorite sci-fi movie that is not a Star Wars or Star Trek movie? Well put.
1: Oh.
7: Space Wars.
1: So most recent is Space Wars, yes. I I I will Space Wars is one I would definitely go back and watch. Nice. Um, it's almost easier for me to say what ones will I go back and watch instead of favorites. Um I do find myself, like I said, now Space Wars will be added to this list. Uh Battle Beyond the Stars yeah. is yes. on that list. Um um. Oh, there was one with uh,
5: Do I have to start playing the Jeopardy music again?
6: No. Yeah. I bet you I'll be able to figure out what it is you're trying to think of. He would. I just need a hint. <laughs> Give me a
8: hint. Oh. Actor, music. Sarah was in it.
6: Fair. Saturn 3?
1: Yeah, Saturn 3.
6: I love Saturn 3. Oh, wow. That was actually a very part inspiration of uh, automation. That Part of that
1: was in there. I I was friends with one of the actors in that film, uh, a guy by the name of Chris Monkey.
6: He was in Saturn. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Very right at the beginning, right? He's one of the... Yeah. Because he a small part in it. I mean... Yeah. Because the main characters it was just the three people, Kirk Douglas, Farrah Fawcett, and yeah. Harvey Keitel. Yeah. So was he the astronauts or something yeah. who gets killed at the yeah. beginning?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he also was in um, a James Bond movie, the one that takes place on the sub, nuclear sub. Yes. Yeah.
6: That yeah. Um, was... Um, there are a couple with nuclear subs, but Spy who loved me and,
1: uh, Spy and then, love me. yeah, and he was also Lieutenant Kurgi in in the first Star Wars film, uh-huh. uh, the, the lieutenant in charge of the scanning crew who, who speaks to Vader saying, <laughs> "We we scanned it and there's nothing here."
6: I didn't know he was in that. That's yep. so funny. He, he was in a movie I just did a trailer for called Mother May I that's coming out
1: soon. I uh, actually that'd be hard because he he passed away a few years ago,
6: Chris Mulkey.
1: Chris Monkey, M U N C K E.
6: I'm sorry. Okay. Chris
1: Monkey. One person. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, But no, Saturn 3, Battle Beyond the Stars. Of course, another fun one that I've always enjoyed. This is is a band I loved from the 80s, got their name from it. uh, Barbarella, of course, the band I'm referring to as Duran Duran. Um, I mean, it's just, there's so many, it, it's, it's hard to, um, I think one of my, one of my favorite, if you want to talk low budget sci-fi films that I absolutely have fallen in love with was Danny Elfman's first project, The Forbidden Zone. Oh,
6: wow. Yeah one
1: and that was one i'm like okay this is not what i was expecting for for this and this is so great
6: yeah richard elfman made that movie yeah yeah
1: definitely an interesting movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. very interesting movie so uh what about you Derek?
5: well um the actual hard part of that is narrowing it down but um oh i didn't get to answer your question Sadie. uh I, in my mind, I would feel, I would say I'm Han Solo, but in reality, I'm more like Barf from Spaceballs. Um,
7: I love you. <laughs> I love you so
3: much.
7: Uh, you guys, I I hate to do this, but I don't want to interrupt this with the crying baby. And I hope that you don't make me wait 10 years to come back.
5: No. <laughs>
1: Can you uh, yeah, you, no you know how things. you know how to reach me through Facebook.
7: I do. Well, you know how to reach me. Yeah. I, so I have to go before I ruin this. The end of this.
1: No <laughs> <laughs> any, any t- you know Sadie. Anytime you want to come back, just reach out.
7: Okay. Yeah. You better mean that. Okay. Of course. Thank you. You're for back now. Me back. We didn't mean it. You bye wouldn't you be
1: back
5: now. Bye, Sadie. Bye Sadie. See you. Yeah.
7: bye, Sadie. Bye. Bye. Thank bye. you. Mwah.
5: All right, good. Now that she's gone, I- no. <laughs>
2: um,
5: I would say so. Some of my favorite films. Um, there was a, a movie that came out a few years ago called Moon. That was a great one. Oh, that was great. Good movie, yeah. I love that. That one was. That one got me really. I like. I like movies that get me. That have not, like big surprises that really like. Planet of the Apes. That's one of my all time favorites. Best ending ever.
1: Um, See, we're, we're lucky Zoe's not on the show with us this week because she would she have interrupted me and said The Martian, which I do love The Martian.
5: I like, I like The Martian. Um, there's a ton of movies I like a lot more than The Martian. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs>
6: That's me, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, I mean, it's a the Martian, I, you come out of it, it's like it's a good movie. I have nothing bad to say. But I just right. prefer my sci fi to be more whimsical and have
5: more, you know, just yeah. stuff in it right yeah i mean the, the the martian
1: the martian has its place
5: yeah oh of course it does yeah um yeah there's, but there's so many so many good sci-fi films
1: yeah that, that's why it's uh-huh. hard hard to say what was a favorite because you know, yeah. as, as we're talking i i am thinking of black hole as well and tron yes.
5: I, I love I, the black hole i, I kind of tend to go more towards like some of the subgenres like uh if you're going time travel, uh, 12 Monkeys is an excellent movie. Bandits. Um, if you're going with Aliens, Alien and Aliens, excellent movies. Uh, that whole franchise. Things like that. Close one encounters, one of encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. Man, I could just I could just spend the rest of the night listing off good sci-fi movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that should cover it for now.
8: Can I ask you a question about Space Wars? One more question?
5: Yeah. So, sure.
8: Did anything take you by surprise?
5: Without, saying,
8: Without spoilers, dude. not not as far as plot twists, but did something in the movie surprise you? Like, oh, this is awesome! I didn't expect to find that in this kind of movie or or this kind of a low budget movie, or was anything like a wow? I really appreciate that.
1: Or um, for me, it, it was a kind of a surprise, and it, it wasn't. A direction I was expecting the film to go, but the reveal Taylor has it at the end.
8: Yeah. Okay.
2: Good. Yeah. During, good.
1: during the during the fight with with yeah. 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 That that caught me that caught me off a little bit because I think it was teased. Yeah. I mean y'all tease it off and on, but it wasn't it, it, I didn't grasp that. That was the direction you may go until that moment.
2: I love it. That's oh, great.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. There's the twist.
8: <laughs>
5: I oh, uh, I have one, but I'm trying to figure out how to say it without spoiling it. Yes. <laughs> I will. I will say when they find what they're looking for. Okay, got it. <laughs> that's okay. good. I love right. that. Okay, I'm
6: good.
8: glad that's great. No, that's good. That's awesome. Since we didn't see it with you, it's, it's been interesting to watch the movie with an audience yeah. and to see what they're reacting to because um, you never know how, um, when you're performing or when you're in the midst of shooting, how something is going to be perceived, you know. Right. So it's been fun to watch it with an audience. That's why I wanted to to get your perspective. And and to know that
6: people appreciate, you know, the surprises and the, you know, the scope of it and, you know... I I remember I had a few friends come to a screening and, you know, they didn't, they just knew I was working on this. They just saw a few pictures Sarah and I would post here and there, but they didn't, you know, I remember, you know, a friend of mine telling me what the other friend was, and he's like, kept leaning over. This is way bigger than I thought it was going to be. You know, that's the kind of reaction we were getting. And that, and that was great. I mean, it it really, it meant a lot. It was was a lot of work. you know, I was editing this movie and, you know, coordinating with the effects guys and stuff for like a year, you know, just just doing all that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's nice to know that, you know, people get it and they appreciate it. So who's next?
3: We'll go together. Yeah. Joe, he usually has good questions. <laughs> uh, well, I mean,
0: I guess the, the obvious thing would oh. be what is your favorite uh, holiday based horror film that deals with the
1: Jewish religion. (laughs) I I think that would be the the seven nights of Kwanzaa (laughs) Hell. Just kidding.
0: No, I I mean, I, I didn't really think of, I mean, well, Masters of the Universe or Transformers? Transformers. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Transformers.
5: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I will go. That's more. an easy one for me. I mean, I love masses of the universe, but uh, I don't know if you can see in the corner over there. I have a whole thing of Transformers. Oh wow! Um, okay. This room is this room's in a bit of a transition phase, so it's kind of a mess. But I'm I'm building I'm putting up my Transformer collection over there. I do have a small masses of the universe collection on this side. But uh. Overall, Transformers. Oh, you were talking about the toys. I I was thinking of the movies. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) I like the
6: Masters of the Universe movie a lot, actually. I mean, I know it's not. Oh,
5: yeah.
6: Right. But it's fun. And Frank Langella is a great bad guy in
1: that. I mean, it's just. Yeah, yeah, and Billy Barty, his character oh, was awesome.
6: It's,
2: it's charming. Again, that's the kind of '80s
1: movie you know you yeah. can
6: watch over
5: and over again. You know, yeah. it just it's so it goes down so easy. You know, uh, I mean, <laughs> I've, really, heard, I've heard I've heard um, interviews with people talking about uh, what Frank Langella put into that part. Like he didn't just go in and go on playing some goofy guy with a skull face. He like he was trying to look at like the Shakespearean angle and all that. And it, yeah. Was interesting. Uh, Tell me about the loneliness
6: of good, human. Is it as lonely as the loneliness of evil? You know.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: for me, I, I like both, but I will lean more towards Masters of the Universe than Transformers. Uh, partially correct. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, for, for me, it, it comes from when. My brother would be at Hebrew school. I would babysit the rabbi and his wife's youngest son. And we used to watch Masters of the Universe all the
5: time. But, you know what's funny is... Um, so I, thing, I was there
1: from the beginning with Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm.
5: I can say that the the death of Optimus Prime, Uh-oh. I saw Transformers in the, mov- the movie, the animated mm-hmm. film in theaters, and that just... Oh, oh yeah. But, But um, the funny thing about Masters of the Universe is I had a friend when I was a kid who was a big collector of Masters of the Universe toys. And I was a big collector of, uh, at the time of Star Wars toys. And every time we'd get together, I'd always want to play Masters of the Universe because I never got to play with those. And he'd always want to play Star Wars. So we'd we'd always be like arguing over (laughs) which one we'd play.
1: Well, um, it, the fun one was uh, with with the sun, whenever we, we watch, you know, here's He Man, I the power of Gray Skull. And he he'd grab his He Man figure and go, I have the power. Never say I have the power, I have the power, I have the power. That's how He Man changes. I have the power. Yeah. Okay,
5: cool. The, you know, I actually made He mans sword um as a as a sword for my Dungeons and Dragons crew oh, in cool. the in the game I run. So that it's a sword that when you and they have to say that they have to say <laughs> by the power of Grayskull and it, it increases all of their stats by like ten times and and then when when the the sword the uh, magic runs off they turn into weak little guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <That's Nice>. Okay. <torture.
1: laughs> so. Sarah, was that question satisfactory to you or do you yeah, have a question For as well? sure. <laughs> it
3: definitely was.
1: I'm the writer. I, I write her questions for her. So <laughs> okay. the,
0: understandable. The Hanukkah was mine, the Masters of the Universe was hers. There we go.
5: Well I have to say, Hanukkah, I love that movie. It's great. I've never seen it, but you know. Oh, it I it,
1: it actually is a fun film.
5: <laughs> I do plan on watching it now, yes. What about you,
1: Tyler?
2: I guess um In hopes of sequels, (laughs) um, is there anything, you know, you guys as viewers, is there anything you guys would want to see more of or anything you guys wish you had seen in it? That's
8: a good question,
5: Tyler. (laughs) That's a tough
1: one. I would love... If it, oh, I say this without oh, spoiling the film. <laughs> that
5: makes <laughs> <Story tough>. <laughs> yeah,
1: Are you hinting that certain characters could? You'd
6: like to see certain people return? Maybe is well, that what I, you're trying? I've to already think? hinted at. Yeah,
1: Elnora coming back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
5: I can, I'll say.
1: But yeah, there, can, there's
5: I'll some. There's without some, spoiling anything, I would like to see a. Rematch between you and Sarah <laughs> with new. That's all I'm going to say because I can't say anything else. <laughs> else.
1: <laughs> see, I, I was heading this kind the of <laughs> same direction. He
5: wanted
3: you to say
1: it. Yes. I wanted want to see more chemistry between.
3: That's <laughs> what he was angling for. Her. Yeah,
1: I, I, want, I want to see more chemistry between uh, Taylor and Wade and even Jackie and Kip. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there we go. I, I was reading that your response had to do with you You want to see the Taylor Wade fight, but in the next one, uh, Taylor's the one that takes her
5: shirt off.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs>
5: I don't I don't I don't think anybody yeah, I don't think anybody was saying that necessarily. I mean, I just I mean, if that's what you wanted to infer from that. But I didn't I don't think, you know, um, so. Oh,
2: my gosh,
1: I foresee when this interview ends. Sarah's gonna be looking at Joe, going, "You got some splaining to do." (laughs)
3: Someone's sleeping on the couch
1: tonight. Most of the stuff
0: I do is very, very hardcore horror type stuff. It's very gnarly. So this has been me choosing my words wisely for the whole interview. He's doing great, trying not to say anything horrible and and keeping it (laughs)
3: family friendly.
0: I would. This is. I'm actually way worse on a day to day basis.
5: (laughs) Yeah.
1: So are we huge,
5: <laughs> Is there a huge difference between doing horror and sci-fi as far as as writing goes? Um there
0: there is. Um some of it's very similar in that, you know, it, it's it's the same beats. You like instead of having a kill every 10 to 15 minutes, you have an action scene every 10 to 15 minutes. So it's mm-hmm. It's it's similar. I, I structure the characters the same. You know, I want to give you know nice character arcs, nice character development. I'm big on everything connecting. If you set you, everything you set up, you have to pay off.
5: Right, right. Um, so it's a different. In this one definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
1: So in the third film, Space Wars Three, would that be a zombie film?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, You're kind right. of. It's a zombie film
1: already with people coming back from the dead. This is true. Right?
8: There'll be more action and there'll be more monsters. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Yep. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe touch a little bit of that dark side with some horror. Yeah,
6: I'm,
0: i I like the. I mean, we'll we'll never go that serious in this, but I like. I'm typically drawn to like Event Horizon and that kind of stuff. Oh, I, I totally like the right. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, but I have a love of of Star Crash and Battle Beyond the Stars, and and I mean, I grew up with the. The Star Wars bedding and sheets and curtains and, and I still toys. have them. What are you talking? About? I still have them, but uh, you know they're <laughs> put away because they're collector's items now. I, I,
1: I'd be very afraid if you said you, you're currently wearing a pair of Star Wars underwears.
0: Oh, I, I don't wear underwear.
1: <laughs> See?
0: There
3: you go. <laughs> Sky's
5: the limit for the, the future for us. Yes. I was just going to say the Star Wars Underoos are not as bad as you think they might be.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm excited that they do make Underoos for adults again. They like, do, yes. We went away for a long time and now they're back.
8: I
1: don't know what that is.
8: I know. <laughs> Don't, why don't you
1: give the dates again so people can find us? <laughs> <it? laughs> Jackie, you're doing my job. I was about to ask that question. I mean, yes. I was about to ask that question. We're
5: gonna, we're gonna be in Thank theaters. you for getting us back on track.
6: Yeah, we're going to be in theaters April 21st and uh, and, uh, and the 22nd, the 28th. So, yeah, from the 21st through our VOD release date, we'll be in theaters. on. Uh, we'll be on VOD May 2nd. And then DVD May 9th. You'll be able to find it in Walmart or you can order it on Amazon or Best Buy or Barnes & Noble, all those places.
3: And we plan on having a signing, too, which we'll announce at some point.
6: Yeah. yeah, oh, cool. it's be like May 20th. So we'll be uh, – yeah, we, we we got a lot more promoting to do.
1: <laughs> Please let us know when you do the signing. We'll, we'll help push it on – on our Instagram and Twitters.
5: Um, I kind of have to say I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed though, um, that, that the DVDs coming out on May 9th. Um, because my anniversary is May 6th, and, you know, that would have been a good um, anniversary present for my wife. But, you know, that's okay. Whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, would have known. we would have changed it to that. <laughs>
5: the DVD has some nice special
6: features. We got deleted scenes and bloopers uh, oh, cool, and, huh? and a commentary track with Joe, Sarah, and me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it was deleted scenes. Where, um, where then, will the DVD be available at?
8: What's that? When is the DVD available? Oh, where? May 9th. Oh, no, where? where?
6: Where? Oh, everywhere. Like Walmart, Best Buy, you know, everywhere you can get it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I know it'll be in the stores of Walmart. Um, all those other sites like Best Buy, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, you know, you can order from them as well.
0: Yeah, Best Buy only has like six movies in their store now. I know. So you yeah, have on. both but, stores. Uh,
6: but it is I think
5: we know the last time I've been in a yeah. Best Buy. <laughs>
6: But to your Florida listeners, we will be at the uh, Miami International Sci-Fi Film Festival. So uh, I believe that's on the 30th. So I'll double check. But yeah, awesome.
1: Sunday afternoon. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on. It was definitely thank a blast. You. Thank
8: you, man. It was really fun. Thank you for having us. We're glad you enjoyed
3: the movie.
1: Really happy. <laughs> And on that note, I'm just going to say, go watch this film. Because if not, you're going to be asking, want to know more.
3: So, um,
8: the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.